Hello, Mama. Hope your day is glorious. I'm looking out my window right now and the sun is shining and it's so green and lush and beautiful. We've had a rain uh, yesterday and this morning and so it's just always fun when the sun comes out after. It like, makes you appreciate the sun even more, which is really just a great analogy for life, right? <laughs> Sometimes I think God allows us to go through those hard seasons, uh, one, because he wants to grow and mature us, right? Just kind of like the rain does. We need the rain to sustain the life outside. Um, But then it also helps us to be reminded to appreciate the things that we often take for granted, like the sun, right? When it's sunny all the time, like it often is in Southern California, you start to uh, not be grateful. You, You stop thinking about it or you're annoyed by it because you're like, it's the sun is the, I don't know. You just, you get in the wrong mindset about it. And so I love just that, that moment of getting to reappreciate the sunshine. And I hope that you allow those hard things in your life to do the same thing, to remind you of like, oh yeah, wow, I am so grateful for good sleep or <laughs> I am so grateful for uh, a moment by myself because, wow, it's, it's incredible, right? B- before you have kids, you never even think twice about a moment to yourself. You know, if you're very introverted, maybe you do if you have a lot of things going on in your world. But you know what I mean? Like the level of gratitude exponentially increases for that time when you're alone, when you're, when you now are surrounded by children. So just if you're struggling through something, just look at that and, and think of how is that helping me be more grateful and use that as a tool to point you in that direction. That is not at all what we're talking about today, but it was just a thought as I was staring out my window. So <laughs> there you go. That was for free. Uh, today we are going to, I think, wrap up our series. I say, I think, cause I always, I'm like, well, what if I have another idea? But I think this is going to be the last uh, episode in the series, parenting yourself. We've been talking about giving yourself the tender and tough love that you give to your kids that you deserve to have that same kind of accountability and challenge and just uh, unconditional love for yourself as well. And we've just been going through different areas where we really need to up our game and challenge ourselves to be healthy in these different areas. So go back and listen to the first episode in this series um, and just work your way through it because I think there's a lot of great things that we've talked about that will help you really get yourself to that next level and know where you need to focus on for your growth and your health. Cause there's always going to be a million categories and we can up our game in all of those categories, but it's about figuring out like, what's the number one problem right now? And what is my next step there? Like I always boil it down to that because otherwise you're going to get overwhelmed or you're not going to do anything because you're trying to do it all and you're not actually going to make progress anywhere. So Whenever you're listening to episodes in a series or in general, like just keep thinking through that lens. Okay, what is my number one problem right now? I'm the number one category that I'm struggling in. And what is my one next step in that category? And that's going to help you actually take some action and not just listen to this, which is good. It encourages you. It inspires. We need that. But I also want you to put your feet on the ground, your boots to the ground and, and step forward. So um, I encourage you today and in this whole series to, to do that. And that's how you can filter everything we're talking about. But today we're going to wrap up by talking about how we speak to ourselves and how we need to speak to ourselves, how we are often um, speaking poorly to ourselves. And this is both in like 
how we're speaking about ourselves, but also about our situations. This is like the filters that we use to understand what's happening around us and how those contribute to our bad behavior, if you will. So I'm excited to talk about this. We're going to dive into restoration theory a little bit today, which if you know it, you know how good it is. So get excited. I am excited to jump into this. So let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. So excited to dive in to this today. You know, I think, again, we're always talking about parenting ourselves. I think for our kids, we're constantly thinking about how they think and how they, like, we can see their wheels turning, right? We can see based on their attitude toward the situation or toward themselves, what kind of thoughts are at play. And I know for me as a mom, I'm always like, my eyes are always like in tune to that because I'm, you know, I can spot like a stinky attitude the second it it comes because, you know, I can see that that victim mindset coming out and like, that's not fair. Right. Or you can see like, oh, I'm so mad at myself. Like, and you can see like these, these mindsets brewing and, and how they're coming into behavior. So with our kids, we're just so aware of this, right? We, Cause I mean, anyone on the outside, it's a lot easier to spot. And I think especially with kids, cause they're a little more, uh, usually overt in how like, they're not good at hiding how they feel or what's happening. So, uh, we're so aware of it with our kids and we're constantly working with them on that mindset and how they're talking to themselves and how they're thinking about things, right? We're constantly thinking about our kids' self-confidence, right? We're trying to make sure that they have healthy thoughts about themselves and that they're giving themselves grace and that they know they don't need to be perfect and they know that they're good enough. Right. And, you know, I think sometimes we take this too far. I think, um, sometimes culture, um, makes us overly anxious about this and and that we actually end up protecting them too much. And because we protect them from feeling the effects of their poor choices in the name of self-esteem. Um, and we don't actually allow them to feel the consequences for things that they actually do need to feel the consequences for, but that's a whole other topic. Um, just to throw that out there, but anyways, we're always thinking about their self-confidence and how they're talking about themselves to themselves and otherwise. Uh, we're also thinking about how we want them to have empowering thoughts about life, right? Not to always be stuck in that victim mindset of that's not fair. And why does she get that? And why don't I have that, right? That, that perspective of lack, we want to have them walk in that gratitude and seeing the good and seeing what's there, right? We want them to feel good about themselves. We want them to talk lovingly to themselves. We want them to give themselves grace. We want them not to be perfectionistic, not to compare themselves. We want to not them for them not to be blaming others. And uh, we want to make sure they're not believing that no one cares about them, right? (sighs) All of these things, 
at least for me, I know they're constantly sweeping through my brain as I'm parenting and, and I'm going through life with my kids. And I think for many of us, that's true. But I think what happens is, you know, we see their behavior, we see where they're at on the outside, and we forget to look internally at ourselves. We forget that this is important for ourselves. And really often our children are a reflection of how we're doing. So again, just to emphasize, you got to so important to start with yourself. You can't skip that step. Like if you want to be a good parent, you got to be a healthy person. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good phrase. If you want to be a good parent, you got to be a healthy person. Like you can't not, can't skip that part. <laughs> healthy people make good parents. So we can't neglect this. So uh, we miss this for ourselves and we don't slow down to think through our own thoughts and where we're at. And it leads us to a lot of bad places, right? So I want you, you know, to think for a minute about what do your thoughts sound like? What do your thoughts sound like? If you could hook up a recorder to your brain like record an audio version of what's happening in your brain throughout the day, what would it sound like? What, what kinds of thoughts are going through your head day after day, minute after minute, right? What would be that overwhelming narrative? What would people hear? What would people think about how you see yourself? What would people think about how you see your situation? Right. And I think that's kind of scary for most of us because I think it's easy for thoughts to get out of control. It's easy for thoughts to go to the negative, uh, whether it's about ourselves or somebody else, right? It's easy to go down that path. But the thing is, when we take time to do that deeper work, and that's what we're doing today, right? We talked last episode about the external inputs in our life and how those external things, the food, the TV, those things that are coming into our body from the outside, how they affect how we show up. And today we're talking about how the things from the inside affect how we show up. And so these narratives in our minds, these thoughts, these mindsets, how they contribute to what is going on in our world and how we are as a parent, how we are as a wife, how much we love motherhood, how much we hate motherhood, wherever we're at. It's uh, even, I don't want to say even greater, but equally as important as the external factors are our thoughts. And I love this stuff. This is like where I thrive the most, you know, obviously that's like what I'm all about. a therapist and, you know, uh, helping you grow with God. Like it all starts on the inside, you know? So I'm excited to share this with you today. And I want to encourage you too. this is like the tip of the iceberg for, for the really the core stuff that I teach and that I coach in. If you want to go deeper with all of this, and I'll remind you at the end as well, but First of all, the first step, if you want to go deeper, is you can go check out episodes 15 through 20, and you can try and map all of this out. We're going to talk about pain and peace cycle stuff today. We can try and map all of this out yourself. Um, And then I also have my Healed Mom Academy, where I I work with you live time through group coaching, and I also have videos and worksheets for you to work through on your own. And I, I help you figure this stuff out for yourself so that you can have a map to understand yourself. You can understand why you feel 
like you do about your kids. (laughs) in certain moments, why you feel what you do about your husband, why these thoughts, these narratives keeps coming, keep coming in. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'll talk more about the Academy, you know, as we go, because really this is like everything we're talking about is what we do in the Academy amongst some other things, but this is the core, like this is the bedrock. This is the map I'm always talking about of how you can understand what you're feeling and how that contributes to how you're showing up. So let's dive into this because why why I want to talk through this lens is that when we're thinking about our thoughts and how those are adding or taking away to who we want to be and how we're showing up, it can be overwhelming. There's so many different thoughts. There's so many different, right? They're, they're fleeting. They're, they're always like going through our head in a second, less than a second. And there's an overwhelming amount of them, right? If you if you did hook up that recorder, you'd be overwhelmed by the amount of them. Probably many were just even unaware of, right? Because it's all constantly happening. So instead of getting confused and bogged down by all of that and trying to like understand each and every thought, it's really helpful to have categories, to, to group things into categories. Really, our, our minds love that. Um, that's often why kind of sometimes where racism can stem from is, is our minds love to group things into categories. And so, you know, there's obviously this can go in a bad direction as well. It's I'm not obviously advocating for racism, but that's, that's where kind of some of that stems from is people group people into categories and it's just not true. So we don't want to do that with people, but we do want to do it with our thoughts because this helps us understand ourselves. And if we can't understand ourselves, we can't change. So change begins begins with insight. It's not where the, that's not where it ends. That's only the beginning, but the beginning is insight. And so I hope to help you gain a little bit of insight today, help you figure out some of these categories. So I want to talk first. So there's, there's two main categories and then there's categories within the categories, (laughs) but the first one. So when we're talking about these thoughts, first, I want to say like, these thoughts, they're not just from nowhere. They're not just spontaneously coming into your mind from the sky. I don't know where they would be coming from, but know that like these thoughts are rooted in the wounds that you, that have been created in you, that have happened to you throughout your life. Most of them start in our childhood and they they stay with us throughout our lives. And so if you were to really map out like the thoughts throughout your life, you could, you could categorize all of them, no matter what your age into these same categories, they stay true throughout your life. And so the thoughts that you're having are not again, just from nowhere. They're, they are rooted in those core wounds that you, that we all got as kids, because all of us are human being raised by humans in a broken world. And so we cannot escape being wounded, no matter how great our parents are, no matter how great of an upbringing we have, we're all going to be wounded. And so the the two core ways that we can get wounded are one, a violation of love. And when, when love is violated, it contributes to um, issues with identity. And then when the other one is a violation of safety and when safety is violated, it contributes to issues with trust. And if you want to dive deeper into that, again, go listen to episodes 15 through 20. I unpack that a lot more, or we do talk about it in the Healed Mama Academy a lot more. So 
what those are the two main violations and our thoughts are stemming from that. So I'm going to start with the first one, the violation of love. And this again, contributes to our identity. So if this is you and, and I'm just want you to listen and be curious, like, you know, as you're thinking through the thoughts that you have and, and the, the narratives that you paint over your life, I want you to think about where these might be coming from. So for a violation of love, some of the things that you might feel or think it might, some of the words to describe it might be one of these. And I'm just going to list off a few words. And I just want you to think about like, if you felt some of these, or if this is one that comes up for you a lot. Um, so you might be thinking or feeling that you're unloved, that you're unworthy, that you're insignificant, you're alone, you're worthless, you're devalued, you're defective, you're inadequate, you're rejected. And I'm going through these fast, <laughs> unaccepted, unwanted, judged, unappreciated, hopeless, disrespected, discouraged, right? So there's some heavy words, but if you look at your life and in, you know, it might be helpful to, to just think of right now, we can go back farther, but it might be overwhelming and confusing if you go back too far. So just think of right now, like what narratives are being painted in your mind throughout your day? Are you feeling unloved, right? We talked a lot about marriage in the end of last year. If you're constantly feeling unloved in your marriage, you probably had a violation of love from your childhood. And this contributed to you feeling that and painting this narrative over your marriage, right? If you're constantly feeling worthless, like you are just not enough, you don't measure up. And we're going to talk more about this in a minute. Um, you know, this again might be coming from this violation of love in your life. So these are the core wounds. This is how we would name the core wounds. Unloved, unworthy, alone. Um, my Some of my core wounds come from a violation of love. And one of them for me is feeling alone. And then another one, let me look. I think my other ones are from violation of safety. Um, I think, I don't know. So the other one that might come from um, violation of love is feeling not good enough or inadequate. That one can kind of come from either violation. You don't really need to know for sure. Like, is it a violation of love or trust? It just helps you kind of understand and categorize it, but don't get too, that's not key for understanding yourself. So don't get too hung up on those categories. The biggest part is being able to name what are the core ones for you? And again, this is something I work with you a lot more on um, in the academy if you want to go there, or we do talk about it a little bit in episodes 15 through 20. So those are some of those core feelings that you might be feeling. And as you can see, like those core feelings paint this image, right? It paints this image of like, you know, if you're feeling and thinking you're alone, now you're seeing everything through that lens. If you believe you're alone, then no matter what people do around you to try and connect with you, you're not going to see it because you believe you're alone. And so even if your husband's like trying to connect and trying to help and trying to reach out, but if you believe you're alone, you're going to, you're going to dismiss all of that because you're looking for evidence to support what you already believe. And you're going to use that to reinforce this current existing belief you have that you're alone. And so you're looking, your brain does this automatically. It's looking for ways to to, uh, reinforce this thing you believe that you are alone. 
And so, you know, you heard me talk about my marriage and how I've worked through it a lot. And this is a narrative I've had to fight in my marriage, that there were so many moments I believed I was alone, even though now I can see my husband was sitting there trying to connect with me, trying to be with me, trying to love me in his own imperfect way, right? And in his imperfections, and because of how my brain was working, I, and sin, of course, we can't neglect sin, but I painted this picture, this narrative that I was alone. He was not there for me. So you can see how these narratives get started and how they reinforce themselves. Um, Another way to kind of try and figure out like, if this is you, is here's some of the ways that this might show up in your life. And I kind of mentioned a couple here, but If you have a violation of love in your life and one of your core wounds are connected to one of these words that I just uh, discussed, here is some of the things you might be doing. And again, these are kind of some of the uh, reinforcing thoughts and reinforcing actions that might stem from that. Um, And there's two kind of main categories here. And one is shaming yourself and the other one is blaming others. So if you have a violation of love, some of the ways that you might be acting is shaming yourself or blaming others. And so what happens is in your brain, your core wound gets ignited, that sends you into fight or flight mode. And then that fight or flight mode, that feeling leads you through the fight or flight to your destructive coping. So your brain's trying to cope with that feeling. Your brain doesn't want to feel alone. Your brain doesn't want to feel worthless. And so to try and deal with it, it goes to destructive coping, which can look like shaming yourself or blaming others. And again, I go into a lot more deeper. It is, it's very simple, like the map of it all, but there's more depth to understanding it if you want to go deeper. So here's how it might show up. I mean, I think in the categories, you can already hear it, but first is shaming yourself, right? So this, I think as moms, a lot of us have this at play, right? Shaming yourself, the the core of it is, is believing that you are the problem, that you are not good enough. You are bad. You are again, right? Worthless. Some of these things that these words that we talked about. And so how we might show up in shaming ourselves is it might be some ways like this. Um, We might look like we are hopeless. We might um, be negative. We might show up as unhappy. This can be where a lot of anxiety stems from. So, right. And I know this is, it can be hard to understand without seeing like the visual map of this, but that core wound gets ignited. So alone, for instance, and I'll use myself as an example. So one of my core wounds, is alone. I feel alone. And then the way that I cope with that is I go to shaming myself and how that shows up for me sometimes is I get anxious. So when I feel alone or inadequate, I go to my destructive coping, which is anxiety. And then I start ruminating on thoughts of like, how, how did I mess up today? Maybe that I'm not good enough you know, for my children and maybe I'm messing them up and maybe everything I'm doing is going to lead them to this dark hole and and they're going to, they're never going to succeed. They are going to feel horrible about themselves. They are never going to have a happy life, right? You get these thoughts, like they sound so dark, right? But when we're in our pain, our pain cycle, this is what happens. Those, those, the anxiety spins out of control because I'm stuck in my core pain painting this narrative that I'm alone and I'm inadequate. And therefore I am now in anxiety and I, my brain is trying to help itself, but it doesn't, 
do the right things to truly help itself. And so now I'm stuck in anxiety. So uh, some of the other ways that if you have a violation of love, it might show up is maybe you just are acting unhappy. Maybe you are being needy. You're being manipulative. You're withdrawing, you're whining, right? And you can even see this in our kids' behavior. And so shaming ourselves is kind of like this strategy to, to draw attention to ourselves, to get what we need. So right? If, if my core belief is that I'm alone and I'm not good enough, sometimes I'll go to shaming myself. So it could look like anxiety or it could look like hopeless and, and I'm just being hopeless. And my, I'm like, my husband's trying to encourage me and I'm just hopeless because I'm, I'm kind of trying to get that proof that I'm not alone and that proof that I'm, I'm good enough, right? Or even the anxiety can, can lead, like I'm, I'm in my thoughts, kind of trying to to prove to myself that I'm not inadequate, but it just leads to more thoughts that I am inadequate and it just spirals and spirals and spirals. And that's what the pain cycle does. It just draws you deeper and deeper into a black hole because you go from one pain to destructive coping. And when you're in your anxiety, right, that is not going to lead to a good place. When I act in anxiety, I then circle back to some core wounds and Um, I also feel out of control now because the anxiety feels like it's taking over and I don't know how to stop it. And so another core wound of mine, which we're going to talk about in a minute is out of control. And so now I'm feeling out of control and then I'm going to go to more of my destructive coping and I'm going to start being, um, I'm trying to look at some of the list of words here. Um, I can't think of what I, anger, that's a big one for me, right? I'm going to start getting angry because I feel out of control and I don't know how to stop it. The anxiety is there. I don't know how to stop it. And that's where the anger comes from. And so this is like what happens. And when you draw it on paper, it might sound complicated the way I'm describing it out loud, but when you draw it on paper, it's so simple and it just clicks. It's like, oh, that's what I'm feeling. And that's how I start doing that thing that I don't want to do again and again. And you can just start tracking yourself. And in every situation, every conversation, every conflict, every struggle. You can see how your pain cycle is at play. And it's so beautiful because it like just simplifies your life and your brain. Um, so obviously this is like a deeper, you know, listening to this, you're not going to be able to map out your own pain cycle, but I just want to get you started and trying to categorize some of what's going on in your mind. And, you know, I do think if you really want to get in control of your thoughts, I do think you've got to and, and if you're really struggling with it, you've got to go deeper. You've got to do some deeper work, whether that maybe you are able to listen to those episodes and, and map out your pain cycle yourself and, and work on it. Um, or maybe you do need to come and join me in the academy and have me help you, hand, like handhold you through the process of mapping this out. But either way, this takes deeper work. This takes prayer. This takes time. This takes a lot of effort to get in control of our thoughts and our, these narratives in our lives that are out of control. Um, another category I want to talk through for a minute that might stem from a violation of love is that blaming mindset, blaming others. And I think another way that I like to look at it is like a victim mindset, right? Um, and this might show up as being angry, as being sarcastic, arrogant, fault finding, harsh, impatient, aggressive, uh, threatening, withdrawing again. Um, you know, there's all these different ways this might show up, but I think like some of that mindset we are familiar with, right? Like it's, it's believing our husband is the problem. 
It's believing culture is the problem. It's believing, you know, like it's those thoughts of like, you're a horrible husband and you're the one that you're the reason this is all so hard. Um, it's, it's can be so easy to fall into that blaming mindset, right? We can so easily fall into that shaming mindset where we're just believing we're not good enough. We're never going to be good enough. And then it's easy to fall into the blaming one. I know I go to both sides and everyone's different. Some people will have one category they stay in. Some people will go to both. Uh, it just depends on you and how your brain works. Um, but I'm going to touch for a minute on violation of safety as well. So, uh, this is the second violation type that might happen in our childhood. And this is when our safety is violated. And again, I talk about the specifics in episodes 15 through 20, but, um, this creates a problem with trust that, um, when we have a violation here where we might struggle with trust. And here's some of the, the words that might describe a lot of what you feel and a lot of what you think. If you have one of these violations, um, you might feel unsafe a lot, uh, insecure, unsure, used, guilty, which I know is a big one for moms, helpless, powerless, out of control. That's one of my huge ones that comes up for me. Controlled, vulnerable, disconnected, unknown, abandoned, failure, like a failure, invalidated, not measuring up. You can hear like the pain in there. And so if you have had a violation of safety in your life, then this might be some of the the things that you're painting on your life, right? Maybe with your kids, like you are just believing that not only are you unsafe, but they're unsafe and that you're worried about them going to school. You're worried about leaving them with anyone. You're just worried all of the time. Or maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe you don't feel safe in your marriage and you struggle with really letting go of control and and being vulnerable because you don't fully trust. And maybe your husband has done something, but maybe it's just rooted in that core wound that happened so long ago. And so again, when we, when we have these core wounds that are unprocessed, unhealed, we're not taking control of them. They lead us to painting these narratives into every area of our life. And you can see how they, they cause destruction. Um, and I won't go into all of the different ways that we cope with these. Um, but it does, when we have a violation of pain, it does lead to either control behaviors. Um, so that could, I'll just briefly say that could be perfectionistic or, um, judging, demanding, performing. Like if you, you know, you, you get the idea of the control behaviors or it can lead to escape and chaos behaviors. This is when we're, uh, irresponsible, where we're addicted, we're numbing out, we're secretive, impulsive, um, avoidant. So that's kind of some of the behaviors that might be showing up in your life. If you have that violation of safety and you're living out of this space of believing that you are unsafe or, or whatever word kind of resonated with you that I listed. So that is some of the categories that you can begin to think through as you have thoughts that come in. And again, if you're interested more in this, Uh, yeah, you know what to do. Episodes 15 through 20, come into the Healed Mama Academy and I'll walk you through every single step of this. You're not just leaving, trying to understand it all on your own. Um, And by the way, you can find all the information on that at morningmama.co, morningmama.co. And you can go and book a call with me to make sure that 
Joining the Healed Mama Academy lines up with your goals so that you can really make sure you're investing your money and your time in the right place. But let me tell you, there's so much power that comes with this. Um, I'm just going to briefly tell you like what the solution is, because this is an, a great start to understand yourself, to understand where the, where the feelings are coming from, why you keep seeing things out of this lens, why you keep doing those destructive behaviors, but it's not the end. The, the next part is the peace cycle, which I also help you walk through all of that. And after you have your pain and your peace cycle mapped out, there's four simple steps to getting out of these mindsets, to stop those thoughts from derailing you every day. And here's the four simple steps. Okay. And, and now this takes time because these literally rewire your brain so that it, your brain right now is going one way, right? It feels one thing and it goes to that destructive coping. So for me, I, for example, I feel alone and I go to anger and every time it just automatically, it likes to go down that path. And so we, and I've spent lifetime reinforcing that line, right? And my brain is always looking for ways to reinforce that. But here, as we do our four simple steps, it, it changes, it creates a new neural pathway so that you can not do that thing, but it takes work. Just like a trail in a forest, it takes work to build that trail, to reinforce that trail. And so this is hard and it takes time, but if you use these four steps over time, it will change your brain and you will begin more readily choosing the right thing. And I've seen this evidence in my own life. Um, and by the way, restoration theory is, was developed by Dr. Terry Hargrave, his amazing professor that has trained with some of the best therapists out there. And he, he based all of this on the Bible. It's so incredible. But anyways, um, here's the four simple steps. Okay. So what you do, and it sounds so simple, it can be hard to do, but it is simple. Um, one, you name the feeling. So you name what that core feeling is. I feel alone. I feel inadequate. I feel out of control. I feel unsafe. Whatever that is, you name it. Right. And that's what I was talking about before. Like you can't just throw a scripture sometimes over what is going on. You actually have to go to the core, like what is underneath what's happening. And, and if you don't name that, it's still there. And so you've got to have understanding there and be able to name it so that you can work through it with the presence of God, with the power of God. So name the feeling. Number two, name what you'd normally do. So this is where you would say like, I feel alone. I would normally get angry. And then you go to number three, which is name the truth. I feel alone. I would normally get angry, but the truth is I am never alone. And this can be the hardest part for people to get to because you actually have to believe it, right? It's not just something you're saying. You have to get it to a heart level. But with work, you can get yourself there. And scripture absolutely helps here. And so I, I, I will say I've, I feel alone. I usually get angry, but the truth is I am never alone. And I know this because God promises to never leave me or forsake me. And I know he's right there with me. And I also know my husband is there with me, even when I believe that he's not. And, you know, you talk yourself through that. And then you go to number four, name what you would do, what you're going to do instead. So I feel alone. I would normally get angry, but the truth is I am never alone. And so instead of getting angry, I'm going to try and connect to my husband. I know I need that. I am going to let go of, of this anger and I'm going to reach out for connection. And so then you do that. And instead of yelling at your husband, because you're trying to, you don't want to feel alone, you actually get the hug that you're actually needing. And it's so beautiful and so powerful. So I encourage you, I wanted to just kind of paint a picture for you to begin understanding where to get some traction here. 
Your thoughts absolutely matter. Your thoughts are going to have a massive impact on how your day goes, how your life goes. So it is essential to get them in control. So if you want my help with that and to to work through this process together um, with me as a group and on your own as well uh, in reflection with God, come join me. Healed. Now, what is it called? (laughs) Morningmama.co. Morningmama.co. Book a call with me and I would love to help you figure out if this is the right fit for you to make some progress with your thoughts. Uh, Let me just pray for you. God, I thank you for our minds and that they can be changed, God, that they're not just stuck in one way, God, but you've given us the power to change them. Lord, thank you for the tools of neuroscience that are based in your word, God, that we can use to shape our lives, God. I just pray for every mama that's listening, God, whether it is the academy or or therapy or something else, God, would you lead her to a place where she can do that deeper work to get in control of those thoughts that are derailing her, God? I just pray supernaturally right now, God, that you would give her freedom from those destructive thoughts, God, and you would begin to help her set those new neural pathways in place, God, so that she can feel differently and she can see things differently, God, and she wouldn't be stuck in those old patterns anymore. God, I just pray you'd give her wisdom on what that next step is, God. And I just thank you, God, that you never leave us in a place of lack, God, but you always have more waiting for us. You always have freedom waiting for us. So thank you, God, for that, God, that we're never left alone. God, you're so, so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.